Welcome to Talk Commerce, where we explore how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce and the communities they work and live in. Don't forget to collect your free joke at the end of this intro. In this episode, I speak with Stefan Hamann, the CEO of Shopware, and Ben Marks, Director of Global Market Development. They are bringing Shopware to the world, and in this episode, we talk about benefits of Shopware for the U.S. market. We talk about the ease of use and especially the ability to start on the SaaS platform and move to completely custom on-prem. This is a unique offering and very exciting in the e-commerce world. Don't miss this episode. And now, your free joke. My dentist said my teeth are stained. He asked, do you smoke or drink coffee? I replied, I drink it. The Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by Swift Otter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Otter. Swift Otter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at SwiftDotter.com. Cloud is the new normal for companies of any size. Buying, maintaining, upgrading, and disposing of machines is expensive and complicated. Amazon Web Services, managed by eWay Corp, offers an easy-to-use, flexible, cost-effective solution to all your infrastructure needs. E-Way Corp can provide a secure, reliable, scalable, high-performance network that will make your office hum, not literally. E-Way Corp has saved its customers an average of 31% on their IT costs while adding 62% to the bottom line efficiency. To top that, their customers have seen 43% fewer security incidents. Go to eWayCorp.com to learn how you can start saving money and headaches by moving to the cloud. That's E-W-A-Y-C-O-R-P dot com. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. Welcome to this Super Shopware episode of Talk Commerce. Today I have Ben Marks and Stefan Heyman from Shopware. Why don't you two go ahead and introduce yourself? Stefan, go ahead and start us off. Yes, hi. Um, I'm glad to be here. My name is Stefan Hamann, and I'm uh, the CEO and founder of Shopware, together with my brother, uh, Sebastian. And, uh, yeah, doing this for 21 years now, and uh, let's say uh, now we are in the stage of internationalization with Shopware and uh, doing our first steps in the U.S., and, uh, yeah, really happy to be here and uh, to talk a little bit about Shopware. And... I joined uh, Stefan and Sebastian and the team um, earlier this year at Shopware, which just occurred to me is actually old enough to drink in the U.S. now, um, or close enough to it, right? 21 years. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, previously uh, working at another e-commerce platform in the ecosystem, but um, open source e-commerce has been my shtick and my absolute pleasure and privilege to be a part of for uh, going on getting dangerously close to 20 years now. It's been about 18 years. Go blue, right? Uh, go, go blue. Uh, yep. Um, yeah. Thank you for, uh, thank you both for being here. Um, I think, uh, you know, the open source community right now, especially on the Magento side is, uh, is um, it's exciting and it's always good to see um, new players hit the U S hit the shores of the U S. So, uh, maybe Ben, why don't you start off with what your role is with Shopware and and some of the things that you have exciting plans around? Um, yeah, so it was interesting enough. So when I joined uh, when I joined Shopware, I joined um, an organization. So Shopware enjoys tremendous success um, in 
uh, you know, throughout Europe, but particularly throughout uh, the German-speaking regions, uh, Dach, and um, and also in Benelux. Um, and then there's you know we see we see shopware pop up uh, organically all over the place. But um, it was interesting joining. I was uh, came into a, a, a company that was you know really fully embracing um, an international approach and international perspective. And um, it seems my arrival sort of uh, uncovered a real interest to to have um, and to for Shopware to be part of the the U.S. platform ecosystem. So it's been, uh, it, it actually didn't take very long for me to realize that that some of my initial go-to-market activities as I'm looking at developing markets worldwide uh, were right here at home, conveniently enough, in my own in my own uh, uh, native time zones. Um, so it's, uh, for me, any, you know, any platform needs an ecosystem. And that's been that's been my focus since uh, pretty much since day one was to make sure that that we're laying good groundwork and um, making good use of all of the the relationships that I've had the the fortune to build over um, over the past you know ten years or more in the space and um, you know and the, and and I'm working with a great uh, a great team of my fellow directors and then um, management and the rest of the the rest of the crew at Shopware who all seem to be you know, eager to take shopware, you know, everywhere it deserves to go. Yeah, and Stefan, I, I think we met in in Cologne in twenty nineteen, or at least I met your brother at the at the unconference there, and I thought it was extremely uh, exciting and interesting that shopware was there at Mage Unconf. Um maybe tell us a little bit about your approach to community and and how you how you envision shopware growing from a community standpoint yeah yeah i uh, slightly remember uh, uh, about the evening in uh, cologne this uh, was uh, for us i think a uh, really good um, chance also to uh, to meet uh, parts of the magento community and also i think that is a good introduction maybe in the philosophy behind um, let's say open commerce or the open source idea that uh, Shopware is uh, following, that also uh, I think a lot of the Magento community is uh, is following so far. Um, it's about collaboration, it's about being uh, yeah, being open uh, to, let's say, different approaches in the market, to uh, different thoughts and ideas in the market, and that is a cross-shopping cart solution. So it doesn't matter so much in, let's say if it is Magento or if it is Shopware. So I think many, many discussions are getting, uh, yeah, getting honest and getting productive um, if uh, yeah, the, the people that are in the discussion are open-minded and uh, willing to, to talk with each other. And therefore it was for me and my brother really a good starting point um, 2019 uh, to have an open conversation with you and uh, for sure uh, also the other members of the Magento community that you are there. So that was only a short introduction. Um, so let's say in the early beginning of Shopware, so the company was founded 2000. It was beside uh, the school. I was 16 years old back then. So it was really in the early beginning. Um, I think this idea of giving something back is, was always part of the company and the product philosophy behind Shopware. So if I uh, thought back, the early beginnings of Shopware from a development perspective was also about uh, me as a developer, my brother as a designer, let's say, and uh, then the big community out there that uh, were there and that helped me to learn PHP back then, that helped my brother to get a free copy of uh, Adobe Photoshop and so on. And that was uh, for us both, I think, um, was very important to not only get things uh, out of the uh, internet or out of the community, but also to give things back. And therefore, it was for us natural to make the decision to put software under an open source license. And that was, uh, well, that is the red line, let's say, in this culture and philo philosophy question behind open commerce from our perspective. Do you think uh, open source is a inherently German thing or do you think it's a cultural thing or it just seems like the community around open source is so vibrant in 
in the in the German in Germany at least, if not in Europe in general. Um, do you think there's some kind of cultural thing that drives people to that? It's a good question. I think it's not so much a, a country-specific thing also. I would say, yeah, yes, it's a cultural thing in, in terms of the mindset and in terms also of the, um, let's say, of the yeah flexibility or the ambitions that somebody needs or that somebody uh, uh, has so far. So I think in the modern uh, e-commerce world, so it's completely different in comparison 10 years or 15 years ago. So nowadays it's really to get a professional online shop, to get, um, yeah, to have ambitions and uh, to put these ambitions also in in business uh, results and business goals. It's uh, necessary to stay flexible or to be flexible. I think there are so many brands out there that uh, are uh, in competition and that are trying to get the same customers and uh, Often the only differentiator is maybe the price or the availability or things like that. And that is, I think, uh, that is nothing, that is not a business strategy. So a brand nowadays needs to differentiate through uh, the brand itself, maybe to, uh, through brand values, through attitudes, through uh, the culture uh, that is behind a brand. Um, and to put this, let's say, in the forefront, it's necessary to be really flexible and to not uh, be a copycat and use the standard theme that is delivered uh, through maybe uh, the solution that is uh, in place or something like that. I think uh, there are so many people out there that has, have creative ideas and that really uh, uh, could change things and therefore open source um, and open source solutions have, uh, yeah, have uh, also nowadays in the cloud and SaaS world and so on a big, uh, uh, yeah, big importance, I would say. Ben, if I forgot something? Well, I mean, I think we start with, is it, is it inherently German? And I guess then the, the implied question is, you know, does it, um, you know, is it, is it, is it a good strategy? Right. Um, and, you know, I, obviously, I have I have my affinity for um, for open source for platforms that that trend towards openness, um, regardless of the sort of the development modality around it. Um, I mean, I can say my my introduction. I didn't know anything about open source until um, until I got into um, back then. It was the Magento ecosystem in the early early days. It was a fresh product, aspirational, uh, no no enterprise business or anything like that. Um, and I just found my way into a, you know, into IRC Internet Relay Chat for the for you kids out there. That's, that's that was the uh, the original, um, the original chat medium. Well, there were some before that, but um, and people just, you know, in the Magento channel on that server, like they they would just help you out. And I, I didn't understand it. You know, my 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 dear friend and colleague Vinay Kopp, um, I met him there, and he. You know, I just couldn't couldn't wrap my head around um, XML-based configurations for for you know for the view, and he saw me struggle. Took me like took me into a private chat and spent like a couple hours explaining this thing to me. And then at the end of it, you know, I'm just my my capitalistic American sense <laughs> like, well, what do I owe you? And he's just like nothing. He really, I think he couldn't even. He just didn't grok the question at all. It didn't make sense. And it's look he said just just when you as you learn new things um give back and i that actually resonated with me i always loved being a teacher and sharing knowledge um uh, and that to me as a, honestly as a developer sharing knowledge is one of the best things you you can do and that's one of the things i really love about open source is that it encouraged that because it actually that is a um, a social manifestation of that that don't repeat yourself principle basically don't do the work twice you know unless it makes really really good sense you should only do the thing, you know, one time in one place, and then you have one one place to update it. And so I think saving work, making things easier, making things consistent um, was really important. Now, you know, Vinay came from the, the the German community, but I think open source in particular, and especially that that outward uh, PHP focused open source um, uh, ethos. It really manifests itself strongly, you know, in Europe and particularly in like Germany and the Netherlands, 
Um, there are plenty of open source ecosystems that exist, though, uh, and that includes in North America. But that just happened to be the way, way I found my way into it. And then I think that same attitude lends itself pretty well um, when, when, you, when you see that manifest um, a little bit more deeply uh, throughout and kind of the DNA of an open source platform because it encourages the kind of um, stewardship, knowledge sharing, um, and, and sort of rising tide lifts all boats, uh, a, a, a vastly overused metaphor, but often really the best one, very much the case in an open source ecosystem, right? Because uh, people can share work uh, and people, more importantly, are sharing, sharing knowledge and sharing experience. And it's really in that, 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 that interweaving of an ecosystem that the value is. Um, I think a lot of companies tend to, um, companies just in general, would tend to look at their user base or their, you know, their community um, as, you know, as a, they, they, they would tend to measure the connection of individual members to the company itself, right? Number of accounts and number of forum members and things like that. But the real, the real important metric is how interconnected and how supporting are, is an ecosystem of, of each of its members. And that I think uh, tends to that, that tends to happen around open source projects and particularly e-commerce open source projects because let's face it, e-commerce isn't easy. Uh, if it were easy, we would have solved this stuff like a long time ago. We wouldn't even be having these podcasts anymore. You would just have stuff online and it would be sold and no one would ever have any problems. But I suspect that we won't be solving these problems completely anytime soon. Uh, Stefan, you mentioned flexibility, and I think uh, the, the one thing that excites me about Shopware is the, is the flexibility that's built in, but you also have some uh, easy onboarding for, uh, for a SaaS-style platform. Maybe you could speak a little bit about that, and I know Ben had alluded earlier in an earlier podcast about the ease of going from SaaS to PaaS and on-prem. On um, I love this model. I think others have, have tried to go there. Um, so can, maybe we can go into a little bit about those solutions and the ease of use. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think the idea of offering um, free choice of distribution models is, uh, yeah, it's now uh, three years, three years old or something like that. So we had the idea, okay, um, we just want um, to fulfill the yeah, this uh, um, flexibility was the flexibility that the merchant is needed. So there are merchants out there that really want uh, a standard solution and don't want uh, to uh, uh, take care about hosting or about other technical infrastructure stuff. So for, for them, uh, we thought it's a good idea to have a standard model so they can uh, jump in and uh, use Shopware as a standard, standard and uh, at the point, let's say at this turning point where they have the feeling, okay, I need more flexibility, I need uh, uh, agency, I need, I don't know, uh, um, customization or things like that, they can easily uh, switch the operation mode um, of the cloud to a pass model or even to a self-managed approach. So that this freedom of choice is um, integral, integral uh, integral uh, yeah integral component of the cloud solution overall and that is basically i think the biggest usp of the shopware uh, cloud as a, a solution that you can easily switch between the different uh, distribution modes um so excuse me the um the, the shopware standard would be similar to something like a uh, shopify or big commerce and then you could move into something a little bit more customized like magento uh yeah absolutely so let's say the shopware standard is uh, comparable i would say to shopify or big commerce from the from the approach and the functionality and things like that so you can easily start it's um, um yeah it's uh, let's say 15 minutes or something like that the shop is uh, ready to go, you can uh, add your products, you can uh, have your first orders and things like that. Uh, there's also an app system with an uh, ecosystem to have, let's say, uh, basic integrations to payment providers, to different shipping providers and so on. Um, and if you want more, more you can uh, uh, decide if you just want, let's say, uh, uh, 
custom apps or things like that so that you can uh, have basic uh, adjustments in terms of customization or uh, even if you want to go further and um, uh, have the full control over your complete environment and that means you can then jump out of the cloud and uh, get to your favorite hoster um, set up an um, environment and get all your things that you have already done like your uh, let's say data database or the apps that you have maybe purchased or things like that can easily uh, take this out of the cloud and uh, use it um, also in your uh, self-managed environment so it's basically a little bit the idea your freedom to grow that you can instantly um, add more flexibility uh, if your growth plan or your strategy is uh, requiring this. I, I know there's some challenges on, on going uh, across border, across the oceans. What, what are some challenges that you're looking at in, as you're expanding into other regions and what are the regions that you're, you're focusing on right now? Yeah, currently we are focusing, let's say, on, on different uh, European uh, countries like uh, Poland, like Italy, like uh, the UK, so that is um, that are uh, for us, let's say, uh, markets that are uh, uh, yeah, near the border or where it makes a lot of sense uh, to have um, uh, also local sales team and local marketing activities and things like that. And uh, then for sure, also with, uh, with Ben, or especially with Ben, we want to uh, grow in the US. And I think the biggest problem, uh, not only for Shopware, but for every company on the planet that wants uh, to to uh, move across borders and uh, to have, let's say, more audience from different countries is to, uh, to understand, let's say, the local ecosystem uh, requirements uh, and then to solve the chicken egg problem. So let's take the US, for instance. Um, it's <clears throat> one thing to say, okay, we are now US ready and uh, we are ready to, let's say, have customers and agencies in the US. That is really easy pick. But what is complicated is uh, the fact that, uh, the, let's say, this, yeah, the first steps to really have technology partners uh, convinced and uh, on board that are willing to invest and uh, willing to create uh, solutions like apps or, or extensions that is a hard a really hard way also for us so it's really about convincing them convincing uh, agencies getting let's say uh, together with agencies and technology partners the first customers to have yeah, first projects online uh, to solve really step by step step by step this uh, shaking egg situation and um, that is not only in the US the case, that is also, let's say, in, in Poland and in, in Spain and Italy and the different other countries, um, always uh, a little bit the, uh, the challenge to, to get this critical mass out of uh, ecosystem that is available and ready to go and a set of agencies part, uh, agency partners and uh, technology partners. Yep. yep, yep, I can I can sign on 100% to that, I mean, and that that is, um, that is uh, not an unfamiliar challenge to every business that's done it. Um, businesses are lucky when their adoption has happened organically in some markets, uh, as you know, as has happened happened to happen with my previous employer, thanks to you know really good timing. Um, but you know now platform penetration, you know mul every basically every market has multiple platforms to choose from, and uh, you know but but what we're seeing now is is a, is a, a maturation of you know, happening in each of these markets where, um, you know, consumers, uh, you know, the, the end consumers who are, who are actually visiting the sites have, you know, have certain expectations. The merchants themselves have, uh, expectations and are looking at, you know, in all, all the, you know, standard challenges that we're hearing about these days, whether it's supply chain or, you know, cross-border competition, um, the ease of anyone else to spin up, uh, and become a competitor. And so, you know, it really is trying, trying to get focus, grab the focus of the participants that are necessary for the ecosystem. Uh, well, that is the trick. I mean, and that's why, you know, we have, you know, working on a, uh, you know, soon to be patented approach, not really, um, but, a, but a, a, uh, hopefully a well-informed approach to engaging all of these opportunities um, in each of these markets. Now, every market requires a different touch, right? Um, uh, much in the same way that when you go and visit a new place, uh, you know, the customs and the 
expectations and the norms are all a little bit different. But but fundamentally, you do have to have you know the the, the core pillars, right? You have to have competent hosting. You have to have um, you have to have a, a, a stellar agency network, and you have to have um, you have to have the necessary tech integrations. I mean, how many times? Um, how many times has a you know a company that maybe some of your listeners know or work for um, tried to go you know go into a new market and find out that that you know the platform they're working with doesn't have a key integration? So that's one of the things that I've been diligently working on. I've I've um, definitely been on more phone calls probably in the last uh, six to seven months than I have in my entire life. Um, and that's a good thing because, right, we just, we have a lot of work to do, but there's a lot of excitement out there to actually do, do, do the right thing and, um, you know, and be the platform that gives people the kind of control that they're looking for. Um, but it really does, as I said earlier, it goes back to building, um, building that interconnected ecosystem. And then as a platform, we have to do like, we got to pour all sorts of nutrients and water into the ground and like, and let, you know, help spring up all these you know, these developers that, um, that can use the platform, the business practitioners who can use the platform, um, and then start to build that, that brand awareness. I mean, the good thing is I have, you know, I already have POCs underway for merchants here in the U.S. So it's not just that we have some of the key integrations like with you know, TaxJar, PayPal, and others, but it's also about proving those integrations, like actually, like in the, in the, in the, maybe the older sense of the word, literally proving them uh, in, you know, in situ, in here, in the U.S., and making sure that, yes, these things actually have now been tested, have now been vetted. Um, and I have to say, I'm a bit, I'm a bit humbled and um, feel a strong sense of commitment towards all of these businesses who, uh, and, that's, and that's hosting companies, that's the tech partners and the agencies who are all making you know what is an early bet on shopware in um in in their market um because yeah i think we do have something pretty pretty substantial to offer that 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 gives merchants um, gives their customers uh experiences and and room to innovate and room to grow that is certainly a different character than what's available in the SaaS platforms. You know, as, and I always want to make clear, I'm a huge fan of SaaS platforms, and they get to do impressive things at a substantial scale. Um, but they're also they're, they're sort of always focusing on, you know, this 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 massively middle weighted average of of their businesses. And we get to do we you know, shopware open platforms. We get to do really cool stuff, you know, that, that helps, I think, define and set, set sort of the, the, next, the next sort of level where e-commerce is going to go. Like innovation happens when you just give people the tools to build whatever they want. Some of it's going to be absolutely just way out there, but some of it's going to be truly impactful. And then just as we've seen for the last, you know, decade in e-commerce as as we come up with something really new and novel, well, guess what? Six months later, if it's if it's really the night, the right thing, six months later, it's like the expectation. Um, that kind of rapid iteration of consumer expectation that happens on the back of open open commerce platforms for sure. Uh, we've seen it before, and we'll continue to see it. And I don't, at Shopware, we like to say we're we're future proof, which you know anyone has to kind of con consider, sort of take that phrase with a little bit of a grain of salt. But our approach to it is. You know, you're future proof when you are actually the one who has the freedom and ability to easily invent the future and be in control of your destiny. So, yeah, I think that's that that hopefully that rounds that out nicely. I think uh, yesterday I had a conversation with a uh, with a merchant or, or a, a platform person who talked about 20 years ago. There was a big divergence between super complicated, like customized, customized e-commerce and then something like Yahoo stores where it was just like almost, you know, vanilla. You just do what you could do just to sell stuff. Yep. Then we went to um, kind of an emergence and then we're back to now. Like I like what you said about middle weighted. Um, what is the differentiator then for Shopify? Uh, Shopify. 
excuse me. Hey, you're, shop you're, wear. You're not the only one against. on this. You're not the only one on this call who still does that. <laughs> uh, what What is your differentiator between some of those uh, middle weighted platforms and um, and and then the complicated ones? Mm. Well, we have we have several. Stefan, you should probably take this because you know you're at the you're at the helm and you you have so much of the vision there. I have my thoughts, but I'll I'll, I'll say you can go first on this. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I would, yeah, I, I would recommend uh, to take a, a view on, on it on, on different uh, perspectives. Perspectives. So first of all, I would say um, we have one. Let's say besides this open commerce or this idea of being uh, uh, open from a cultural view and things like that, it is um, um, also on the feature side. Uh, um, uh, part of the uh, of the cloud uh, decision, uh, like that you can move out of the cloud and use your self-managed uh, environment. That is one part of the story. And another red line in the yeah over the last ten years uh, or so is the focus on uh, the customer experience. So it was always a big um, big part of the shopware feature set to enable merchants. Um, without, uh, yeah, without uh, um, requiring uh, much techn technical knowledge or things like that, to enable them to really create outstanding shopping experiences by their own. So by, by really offering a drag and drop approach where you can put together your, let's say, brand campaigning, your uh, landing pages, um, your promotions and things like that uh, by choosing different elements from uh, content and commerce from um, let's say uh, uh, yeah, compo uh, compositions out of images and videos and uh, AR stuff and things like that so that really a brand can easily start and uh, from day one can also put this brand feeling and this brand experience in the foreground and that is uh, was in shopware 4 let's say part of the feature set in shopware 5 and, and look therefore also in shopware 6 it's one of the main differentiators where we put a lot of effort in and uh, where we also think if you have a, a view on the market development like it's uh, incredible uh, difficult for companies to find um, yeah, to find uh, developers, to find uh, agencies, um, to really uh, have the manpower that is required um, to get these people uh, on the table. And uh, therefore, also in Shopware 6, this idea of uh, enabling the merchants uh, in terms of marketing, in terms also of um, app development and uh, flexibility in the business processes is a big, um, yeah, big part of the product itself. So besides this shopping experience designer you uh, also have um, feature set around uh, the so-called rule builder and uh, and flow builder so merchants can easily change the standard processes of shopware also uh, by drag and drop new processes together um, and uh, therefore they can really have a lot of flexibility uh, without let's say uh, without leaving the standard and uh, if they uh, even want more flexibility or let's say they have really this um, very creative uh, idea and uh, want to change uh, every single line of code or things like that and it's uh, it's possible and I think this all together is really a, a great deal because of uh, you as a merchant you have uh, this uh, promise uh, of shopware shopware always will be open so you can have the flexibility in any let's say uh, yeah, shading you, you need um, and you get you get really the power uh, and the enablement that is necessary to create outstanding shopping experiences so everybody's talking about but let's say if you then have a look on the different uh, shops that are out there I would say if you have a look on 10 shops uh, 8 out of 10 are not uh, outstanding or let's say uh, defined by by some kind of experience that really sticks in the mind and i think that is a big big chance for many many brands yeah, yeah i mean we're you know we're we're not the, um, we're not the, I, I, there's we we're not this you know we're not the solution i just want to um that was a like just totally complete answer stefan i just want to um kind of underscore a few things i mean we're 
we are not, you know, we're not the solution for everybody. And of course, no platform is, but like I, I can go further and say we are, you know, our, you know, the customer that wants to use, the, the merchant that wants to be on Shopware, the brand that wants to be on Shopware, like they, they are aspirational. They want, they want to, they really want to have close connection and control over their system. Now, the danger in that approach, you know, as anyone with any experience here knows, is that like you, you, in wanting to have control, you can end up being controlled by your platform, right? You know, and that is also a risk that we're sensitive to. And that's, that's actually where, you know, where things like Rule Builder and Flow Builder come in because we are, we are empowering these merchants to, to build exactly what they want and, and, you know, and also empowering, you know, their developers or, or their agencies and then even our, our tech integrations to, to really have some, some intuitive heads-up flexibility in the system um, but, but with, without having everything have to be a labor intensive, you know, developer intensive process. I mean, it should also be noted that in my discussions with, with, you know, agencies that are specializing in, you know, more than one platform, which is more and more agencies these days. And I think is not a totally unwise decision, um, that, that, that with shopware, you know, with shopware six, you know, we, we wanted flexibility based on our, you know, our, our symphony framework core, but we, we tried to strike a balance between the configurability and the, 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 uh, the ease with which you can, can modify even behaviors coming from the, from the framework level, but, but not make it so overly complicated that, that every single change, you know, was both you know, labor intensive and uh, and and kind of fraught with that spooky a action at a distance problem, where you make this one little change here, and then something breaks here, and you've got to figure out how that works. You know, we wanted it to be, um, we want to reduce you know the development costs. We want to we want to make things you know much less brittle. And um, yeah, I think I think we're seeing that that vision manifest. I mean, that was probably when I jo when I joined Shopware and, and realized that. Between Shopware Five, which was you know, phenomenally successful, uh, and and still many many uh, merchants are using Shopware Five to this day, and there's a long there's a long ramp for them until um, 2024. But between Shopware Five and Shopware Six, Shopware made you know had the you know had the insight to just do a complete rebuild and just say, hey, let's let's actually build something from the ground up for where you know where development and where um, you know, where custom and open commerce is headed. Uh, that, I think, also sets us a bit apart from, uh, from some of the other players out there. Uh, how do you think you've made, um, let me try to phrase this right, some other platforms have made some mistakes when rebuilding or refactoring yep. and maybe adding too much complication <laughs> into it and that would affect performance and then ultimately aff affect the amount of developers that want to develop on it? How have you avoided some of those pitfalls that are inherent in an open source, do what you want to do platform? Well, I think um, I can take this a bit and Stefan can kind of check my answer and keep me honest here. Cause I, I, I was, so I was for one of those platforms that I think you might be referring to. I was, I was around back in those days, you know, between major versions and I have to own a bit um, some of the, the challenges that came out of that, um, you know, but, but I think any, so I, I could say just generically any, any framework or any, you know, any e-commerce framework out there, um, considering a new major version, uh, generally there's going to be several years between those major versions and, you know, this should stick close to, you know, there, there are plenty of great, you know, great, uh, general purpose frameworks that you can build these applications with. Um, and that, that's true in any, in pretty much any modern language. So what you do is you, you rely on those conventions and you rely on, more importantly, that broad ecosystem that's been proving the, the you know, proving and, and improving the, um, the, the foundational framework over time, right? Because they, basically the work has been done with you. The whole, the whole, the whole reason you rely on um, some programming framework to build something is it, is it, you know, gives you a better, uh, better time to market. It gives you an ecosystem of, of information and best practices out there. And it also evolves over time so that more and more functionality and, and knowledge comes in. 
Um, so what you do is you, you as, a, as an application builder, you, you rely on that framework and you, you do. You build as much as you can that makes sense. Now, anyone can argue like, well, everything should always be replaceable always in any system. But like, you know, the reality is, and this is like, I remember this problem years ago. Um, you know, you always wanted to have this completely agnostic um, layer, data, database abstraction layer, because, oh my gosh, what if we want to change database technologies? Like, what if we want to use, uh, you know, MSSQL instead of MySQL or Oracle or something? And it's like, you can brag about that. You can put that shit in a brochure. But in reality, that basically never, ever happened. If you did that, you were already basically replatforming anyway. Um, so it really is about striking a balance between how much do we want to uh, how easily how easily do we want to let people say configure you know which dependency injection container we're using or you know which routing scheme we're using um, and then acknowledging that like you know probably a lot of the changes that we would that the you know it's 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 yagni right you ain't going to need it right that's that's the that's the thing that the developers you know have to keep in mind even experienced developers um, building the thing uh, that hypothetically might be needed, you could probably investigate the business case and realize, you know, it's not important. And then, and then, more broadly, let's like use use a framework that has like really wide adoption. Um, so Symphony, not only so, I mean, Fabian Potencia has got to be one of the most just understated, uh, absolutely brilliant people in is certainly in the land of PHP for building not only this amazing framework, which has persisted, you know, for years and years and through like five major iterations, but, you know, entire businesses around it. Um, and, you know, including like Blackfire, which is just a, a stellar diagnostics tool, um, and enabling all sorts of business around this space. And it's all just super easy and he's super accessible and, and I've just, I've had many, many conversations with him uh, at many, many conferences, you know, as well as his team members and, and people adjacent to the symphony community. And, you know, when you see that your, you just, your, your, your base layer framework has that kind of ecosystem around it, you're probably going to have some quick wins up at the application level, because again, let's face it, e-commerce development is friggin' hard enough. Let's make sure that, 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 you know, we have, this, that, that, that when you get down below the e-commerce application layer and maybe the little interstitial e-commerce framework layer that you know you're not you're not basically looking at this 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 bog of uncertainty underneath right you have you have a whole world of knowledge and people from which to draw so like making sure that there are people who are available to actually do this work and who want to do the work um that's the important thing. Uh, that's one of the things I've heard over the years with various frameworks is that, you know, developers are just like, man, you know, I, I, I have my choice of jobs and working with this, you know, application X, Y, Z is just driving me bonkers. And I'm just going to, I'm going to go do something else. Some go to other e-commerce apps, some leave e-commerce altogether. And so you want to make it fun. You want to make it easy and you want to make it intuitive for developers to both learn, ramp up, um, especially using knowledge that they already have, and then to be able to just, you know, get stuff done in their day-to-day -day job. Otherwise, they're going to burn out. They're going to go somewhere else. So that's, I think that was, that was something to always keep in mind. And, and then maybe just in general, always have that developer user story as part of your engineering, like your product story. Because at the end of the day, you know, the developers and, and the agencies, they're, they're also your users as well. And they have to be able to deliver the work or else, honestly, all the, all the core stuff that we build isn't going to matter. Because someone has to actually do the actual implementation and, um, and adapt our work to the world of the merchant. Uh, Stefan, so you mentioned uh, when we first started that you've been doing this for 20 years now. What continues to get you excited about shopware and about e-commerce? What, what is it that's driving you that, to keep innovating and making this more exciting? Uh, that is really easy to answer. So uh, I am from, from my heart, let's say I'm a 100% full-time nerd. So I'm completely fascinated about the uh, innovations and developments that are uh, happening all the time and over all the years and I think there is uh, I really don't know if there is any other field of business where 
uh, there is so much uh, dynamic uh, in, in any dimension. It doesn't matter if it is new companies that are joining the market, uh, takes the payment industry that is really uh, uh, getting uh, yeah, new competition every month uh, and uh, yeah, also what new technology then means for commerce. So I'm really, really eager about um, the metaverse, about what Facebook is doing, about what Apple is doing and uh, yeah, that is something where uh, I can really uh, uh, have my, my passion in, uh, invested and uh, where I have the feeling that uh, there will be so much uh, exciting stuff that will, uh, yeah, that will uh, come over the next years. So it's not getting boring, not a single second. Um, I, in, when, when I talk to, when I talk about getting people to attend a conference and that's what I seem to do a lot of, uh, of a lot of promoting around, I always say, why should a merchant, uh, attend? So if we frame that in, why would a merchant right now want to adopt shop of shop? Geez, why would a merchant right now want to adopt shopware? Let's just put it in the U S market. Why would a merchant want to adopt shopware? Why would an agency want to adopt and sell shopware? And the most important part in, is why would a developer want to develop on it? Yeah. So for me, I'll take this one because um, it's kind of my job. Um, for me, uh, again, the the platform consideration is important. It's 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 critical, you know, for for the merchants out there listening, and for the agencies out there who, you know, who have to make these decisions. I mean. I, I'm always a little bit concerned when an agency only knows one platform and they that happens to be the platform that they always recommend and they never disqualify any merchant for that platform, right? Because there are, there are plenty of choices. Um, now today, what's, ha what's happening in the U.S. market, I mean, it's, these trends, I think, apl apply also um, worldwide. Well, you know, with, with, with some exceptions around... Um, well, two continents, you know, like like Africa and Asia. Um, there's there's a lot there's a lot more nuance there, but certainly certainly in uh, in the Americas and in um, and in Europe, um, we're seeing we're seeing a uh, we're we're seeing things kind of um, uh, coalesce around around the SaaS platforms, which are um, you know which are becoming more and more capable. Right. And, you know, more flexible, so more opportunities. And then the the open, you know, the open platforms are becoming, you know, they're becoming more and more consistent. They're becoming they're, they're taking down the, the total cost of ownership. They're taking the risk out of the cost of ownership just by becoming better and, you know, and taking taking things like an API first approach. So. Basically, if you look at SaaS here and you look at open commerce here, I mean, there kind of is a convergence of things because as SaaS platforms are trying to become more and more flexible, uh, what happens is they are enabling more and more customization on top of them. And guess what? You can, you can build against a black box SaaS backend, but when you're building like a headless front end, you are beholden to um, the agency that's involved. You're beholden to you know, the, the, the robustness or fragility of, of the integrations that you're, that you're using. And you end up essentially with a similar scope. Um, and we, there, are, there are plenty of cases out there, and I'm sure there, there are agencies listening to this call where they've, they've, you know, either been responsible for or have taken over from, like, a SaaS build that, you know, while the, the SaaS product at the back is perfectly fine and robust, um, all of the stuff that was built on top of it to you know, make it unique, make it distinct, solve the problem specific for the customer. Well, guess what? They've effectively jumped over into that 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 custom open commerce scope, but without the benefit of actually being able to be like to, to truly have control over everything. So, I don't know. For me, for the U.S. market, um, I would I would ask myself as an agency. Uh, first, we'll take the agency case. You know what's what's what what's going to be my cost of ownership? Like, okay, when an upgrade comes out, how much is that going to cost me? Am I going to have to eat that cost? Is it going to be super easy for me to do this? Um, what are the integrations that are there? Um, and and you know, am I going to have to build these? How again? How robust are these for you know for the application I've chosen? Because 
you know, even even though an ext extension is might be managed by a, another vendor, um, you know, as far as the mer merchant is concerned, it's that's part of, that's their whole surface area right there. They don't they don't care. It's it's part of their just their store functionality. So look at the number of extensions um, and and the number of suitable extensions. Look at the hosting that's available. Um, and then look at look at what it's like to build and deliver custom scope, um, you know, and that's that's both front end and back end functionality, and then also maybe some biz ops stuff that, that that's going to be adjacent. Now, think about that, um, and then think about where that vendor behind that platform is positioning the platform today and tomorrow, because I think what we're seeing is is. Uh, also some some trends with some frameworks to go way up market and you have to start looking at it as okay you know it, it, are the investments that I'm making today are they being made into a platform that's going to still be interested in my business you know in, in even a couple years time like that to me is is a pretty is a pretty critical consideration because there's not a lot there really there really aren't a lot of um, well-known robust um, like low TCO solutions that, that, that allow for open commerce, you know, for, for merchants, especially in like the, you know, 2 million to 50 million space, right? Not, not really. And I mean, I, I can, I can name at least one, you know, from Germany, but, um, but I think that's, I think we're, we're actually seeing that market being a bit neglected. So I'm really glad that shopware is here. Um, you know, is it, it, here, you know, in general and here in the U.S., coming to the U.S. Um, to solve this problem. Now, for merchants, it's, it's, a, it's a similar story. Like, what is the best platform for you now and in the future? Like, what platform, which platform enables you to deliver the experiences that you need? Uh, and that is both just, just visual, visual rep representation, customer journey, the whole customer experience, and then also your business operations, your your administrator experience, your integrations to to, to logistics systems, to your payment vendors, to uh, to analytics, everything else that's that's happening, and then consider all of like the the tectonic shifts that are happening these days with you know with consumer expectations, with privacy legislation, with um, with payments, like all of the stuff is is you know as commerce always does, it constantly evolves, and the forces. Um, the forces and the importance of those forces, it changes. So the angles are always shifting and, and the horizon's always sort of moving up and down and in, in and out. Um, so does your platform actually enable you to, to um, not only respond, but to kind of lead that charge as, as this industry evolves? I mean, those are, those are the questions that would keep me up at night as a merchant. And then, you know, is that, and then finally, like, is the platform actually, do they give a shit? Are they actually here for, for us? Are they here to help me as a merchant, as a brand, do what I want to do? And, you know, I know I can speak, I, I can speak for shopware when I say that, you know, all my colleagues, like, they, they really ask the question, like, hey, how does, this, how does this affect our customers? How does this affect our, you know, our merchants and our agencies? How are we helping uh, how are we providing value for our our tech integrations? Like th this 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 culture is part of every every conversation that I have, um, and and that is um, that's a really that's also a pretty humbling um, environment to work in, right? When you see how much care is given for the people who you know who are so um, so strongly impacted by the decisions that we make, um, it. it Yep, that that that's that really is what matters uh, from a platform. I, you know, Ben, I, I think you hit it on the head, and that is the core of what's happening on another platform right now. Is your platform interested in your future business? And I feel like that's what everybody should be asking: uh, Is your platform interested in your future business? Because I think there's platforms that alienate other other platforms, um, and then do they give a a shit as you so uh, so nicely said um, if it and we don't have a lot of time left but maybe we could uh, we could talk about uh, what is the future proof of commerce mm. what is it that makes it future proof uh, what do you think Stefan I think the answer is a little bit uh, I would say uh, it's uh, 
also uh, strongly connected to the uh, idea of uh, being uh, open and uh, fulfilling uh, open source approach in the center of everything because of I think therefore um, a merchant cannot only be sure that uh, Shopware as the company is uh, working on new innovations and working on being, uh, let's say, uh, yeah, being uh, uh, in the market and, and getting all the, uh, all the news and all the stuff. And what about the Facebook metaverse? Is it, uh, is it relevant or, or not? And things like that. But that also the uh, community and the ecosystem around Shopware is doing uh, exactly the same. And uh, the best case together with us as a company that uh, people around the world are working on different uh, edges of, of innovation and um, thinking about different new uh, approaches on how uh, commerce could be integrated or, or um, yeah, also um, uh, be uh, yeah, advanced in the upcoming months and years. And I think that is uh, maybe an too easy is the answer, but I, I really, uh, I'm really convinced that, that that is the truth. Are are you planning on some sort of conferences that are community led? Well, for yeah, sure. absolutely. For sure. Yeah, Ben, uh, do you want or? Well, yeah. So we have. I mean, uh, upcoming. We're we're already well into planning. Um, so tw 21, uh, not unlike 2020, turned into an interesting year for conferences, and we. Up until last minute, I think we had even, we, you know, hoping to have some sort of in-person um, conference uh, near our headquarters in Germany, um, and in the end, decided for something different, um, a, a full production, which you actually go over to uh, Shopware TV, and you can see some of that, um, some of that content. It was, it ended up being just an absolutely, like, just gobsmackingly impressive event. Uh, not the least of which that I got to interview Steve Wozniak, but. Um, but no, the whole the whole event, and and there again, even the dedication of the team. We literally took the bottom floor of the Shopware Tower, and like it became a legit television studio. Boom cameras, you know, professional hosts, and everything. It was it was it was awesome. So um, I would expect, and and fingers crossed, we're, we're we're getting back a little bit more towards normal. I've been to a few trade shows this year, and still have a couple more ahead of me. Um, you know, we'll we'll be in person next year, Shopware Community Day. You can go and you can go to our website, find out a little bit more about it. And then we also have a Shopware Partner Day um, uh, ahead of that. So these events, you know, different audiences, but for sure, um, it's going to continue to be an amazing event. I actually met the Shopware team years and years ago, um, before I long before I even knew I would be joining Shopware. Um, by going to their community day, and it was it was it was a phenomenal event back then, um, and very. Uh, was the situation as you asked my brother if you, yeah. he's also yeah. working for Shopware yeah. or something yeah. like that? I, yeah, I sat next to uh, Stefan's brother in the audience during the keynote, and was like, "Oh, so yeah, you work for Shopware?" And and I was so embarrassed because I had actually done my research before going, uh, you know, and and so and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're one of the Hammond brothers." Okay, cool. But it's cool when you ask the people about the event, like having having a chat. They were like, "Yeah, it was great." You know, it was just like barbecue outside. It was just it's. It's it's um, it's a high production quality, but but a very very communal uh, event that, that celebrates and I think respects exactly exactly our you know our online culture and our business culture, which is that we're you know we're we're all we're all kind of we're all colleagues, whether we actually work for the exact same company or not. We're all participants in this in this whole ecosystem. Um, and actually, I think I could even tie that to the last question, which is you know if you want to be you want to be future proof. Well, you know, you are working hand in hand with every participant in the ecosystem. So, which platforms are enabling, um, are enabling and facilitating and encouraging that kind of that kind of ecosystem and that kind of interconnectivity, right, and interdependency? That's um, those are the ones who are gonna who are gonna they're gonna meet the future head on and also help define the future. You know, not because of some, you know, super secret sauce. It's not that hard. It's just that everyone working together in combination, you know, we we actually you, you get those people who are like, wait, I see this trend coming and then they work on it and then someone else gets interested and they see it. And there's this freedom and this impetus to always, you know, to always share this stuff with everyone else in, in an open open platform uh, ecosystem. And that's that's how you know we get to catch fire and move much more quickly. You know, and then 
Um, you know, and then we all have this exchange, all the platforms have this exchange of like, oh wow, uh, look what they just did. Uh, look at what they look at what they're doing. Okay, now we're doing something that's pretty awesome. The cool thing is again about open platforms like ours is we, you know, we in combination with our ecosystem, we're delivering that stuff and we're enabling that stuff way, way faster than than anyone else. And that is um, that is truly how you differentiate yourself uh, as a brand or as a merchant in this business is you 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 give the consumers exactly what they need whether they know it or not, right? So it could be the experience that they know that they need and that they're expecting, or it could be that really new thing that they didn't know that they needed, but all of a sudden it's there and they're like, wow, this is it. And then that becomes the new normal. That's, that's where I think, that's where I think we, how I think we address the problem of the future. I guess we don't ever really solve the future. We just make sure that we're, we're walking that path in the forefront of everyone else. That's really good stuff. Um, we have used up an hour of our time today, and I appreciate you both being here. Um, when when I close out, I always give everybody a chance to do a shameless plug. So we're going to do two today, Ben and, and Stefan. Stefan, why don't you give us a shameless plug? You can promote anything you'd like, a charity, your, you can promote shopware, anything you'd like to promote today. Oh, I, I want to... Uh, uh, I want to say uh, hello to my uh, mother-in-law no just kidding so uh, <clears throat> uh, no I just uh, don't want to promote shopware I think uh, if you want to have a look uh, let's say under the hood or if you uh, have a question or things like that you can uh, reach me through LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever um, so I'm really open uh, to uh, every question out there um, what I really uh, would like to uh, to recommend uh, here, or uh, where I think it could be interesting for people out there, is um, um, a project that Shopware uh, is support supporting for uh, many years now. Uh, it's uh, the Ocean Cleaner project. I don't know if uh, everybody ha have already heard about it. Uh, something where we have, uh, yeah, uh, where we have uh, also supported through money. It was uh, part of our community day uh, 2007, uh, let's say, and that is something uh, where we, uh, yeah, where we think uh, where a lot of attention and uh, additional work and help yeah. and money and yeah. things like that could help. That's great. Thank you, Ben. It's really tough to choose from among a few different charities. Uh, um, EFF, Electronic Freedom Foundation, um, a great one doing doing necessary work, making sure that the the web stays nice and open. Um, but it's also also not it's also tough to not mention uh, Women Who Code, um, helping uh, helping Im Im improve the balance of things here in the tech industry. Um, so take your pick. Um, both charities, and there are there are many other uh, charities in in both channels that are uh, worth your time and worth your money. That's great. Thank you. Thank you uh, both for being here. I'm going to just plug really quick. We are planning an unconference, an unbiased, unplatformed unconference in Orlando, Florida, January 21st. Hopefully, have a website up soon and have tickets available. Um, so I hope that uh, I can see. Maybe both of you there. Who knows? There's a theme park, I guess, or I don't know. I don't know what's there, but uh, I heard it's a fun place to go. Um, Stefan Hammon, Hammon, and Ben Marks, thank you for being here. It's been a, such an enjoyable conversation. I know there's so many more questions to ask and respond to, so hopefully we'll see each other in the future again. Absolutely. Thank Thanks you very much. The Talk Commerce Podcast is sponsored by Swift Daughter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Otter. Swift Otter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. 
Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at swiftotter.com. Cloud is a new normal for companies of any size. Buying, maintaining, upgrading, and disposing of machines is expensive and complicated. Amazon Web Services, managed by eWay Corp, offers an easy-to-use, flexible, cost-effective solution to all your infrastructure needs. eWay Corp can provide a secure, reliable, scalable, high-performance network that will make your office hum, not literally. eWay Corp has saved its customers an average of 31% on their IT costs while adding 62% to the bottom line efficiency. To top that, their customers have seen 43% fewer security incidents. Go to eWayCorp.com to learn how you can start saving money and headaches by moving to the cloud. That's E-W-A-Y-C-O-R-P.com. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce, new shows out every week.